Good to see you uh, here together today, virtually. Uh, we are meeting as church, even if we're not meeting in church. And uh, as the week has gone by, I've been thinking about the way in which Jesus comes to his disciples, not virtually, but by his presence, by his spirit. After the resurrection, he came physically. And then after his ascension, he came spiritually and comes to us through his Holy Spirit. And here in John chapter 20, we read of how Jesus came to the disciples in their period of lockdown, in their period of being frightened of going out in public because of the uh, authority of the Jewish leaders and the way in which they might also be arrested. In this time, I've been wondering what you might be doing differently, how it's affecting us. And there are many ways in which it's affecting us, but some have been writing poetry and writing stories. And this week, uh, someone kindly sent me a uh, link to a YouTube video, which I've put uh, in our playlist, and you'll see such a beautiful bedtime story encompassing uh, and capturing the mood of this time and of this moment. Uh, it's had uh, over a, a million views in th just three days, uh, such as the power of this story. And really it's about what we were discussing last week, about the paradigm shift, the different ways of seeing things, the opportunities to see things afresh. Sometimes it comes unexpectedly, and for us, and for the disciples, it came through the resurrection of Lazarus and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in that change and in that transformation, everything was different, not immediately, but over the next weeks. And we might have been reading over the last five weeks in the Gospels, the stories of Jesus afresh and perhaps seeing them with fresh eyes, new glasses, putting a new perspective, a new paradigm, an understanding of our world. Over the last five weeks, in mirroring Jesus' story, we find that Lazarus was raised from the dead. Mary and Martha had undergone such a, a, a transformation of understanding that even though Jesus didn't come immediately, he did come and he did answer their prayers, and they weren't ignored and neglected. He was teaching them other things. How the Palm Sunday brought him down to the adulation of the crowds, but by Friday the authorities had stamped out that, uh, what they saw as a rebellion, and uh, Jesus was put on the cross. Strange that we would call it Good Friday, such a terrible day, when within 24 hours he goes from the Last Supper, where he washes their feet, where he teaches them to love one another, where he speaks to them peace, where he tells them that he's going to his father's home and one day they will come to be with him as well and sooner or later we will go to be with him in his father's house, he says. And going from that moment of singing hymns and rejoicing to the Garden of Gethsemane at midnight where they fall asleep and within just a day he's arrested, beaten, tried, crucified, and laid to rest in a tomb. And then, after all that desperation and the grief of Saturday, the strangeness of it all, we come to Sunday, which was even more strange, which was even more 
wonderful and haunting and confusing, so much so that Jesus appears to the 12 disciples. Thomas isn't there. He won't believe it until he sees Jesus for himself. And when Jesus does come a week later and appears to them again in their lockdown, in their locked room, he says to Thomas, Thomas, here are my hands. Here's my side. See, I am real. And I come to bring you peace. On both occasions, he says, peace be with you. Three times in two occasions. And as he speaks peace to them, he speaks words of encouragement to Thomas. Thomas, you believe because you've seen. But blessed are those who will believe even though they haven't seen. His appearance in those six weeks, in many different places to more than 500 people, changed their world, changed their understanding of life. They would go from hiding behind locked doors to standing on street corners proclaiming it. They would go from fear of arrest to singing in prison. They would go from running for their lives in fear of death to accepting it as part of life and knowing that there is more to life than meets the eye. They embrace the one who conquered death and has given them a new vision for their lives. A 2020 vision, a clearer vision. They had come to understand the promises of God in Jeremiah, where Jeremiah writes 500 years before, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I wonder if in these weeks we have the opportunity to discover some of those plans for Jesus and our lives. What plans do you have for your life? Have they changed in these last few weeks? Have your ambitions changed? Your priorities changed? Your values changed? Are you taking time to consider the plans that you have for your life? and the plans that God might have for your life. Are you writing it down, sharing it with others, praying about it, making steps to see that perhaps I might change the way that it has been? New purpose, new priorities. Jesus' appearance in that time of lockdown to those disciples brought something new new way of seeing things. The six weeks between Easter and Pentecost affected within them a new sense of Jesus' presence with them, a sense of expectation, a sense that he will be with them at all times. And he came with the gift of peace. Peace, not absence of fear or anxiety, but, but peace within that, peace in the storm. Indeed, we realize that in this storm of life, Jesus is with us in the boat, but also we are with others in the boat as well. We're not alone as we feared that we were. I find Sandy coming together in a lovely way as we realize that we're all in it together. We can find new friendships we can work to bail out the boat together as we wait for Jesus to calm the storm. The peace of Jesus came with his presence, and with his Holy Spirit. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. 
breathe. He breathed on them, encourages us to breathe and to take a moment of quiet in our busy days. I have a, uh, an Apple Watch that someone gave me with uh, all the exercises that I'm supposed to take, but one of the interesting things is that every now and again during the day, it has this little moment where it comes up and it says, don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to breathe. And Jesus, on that morning, came to them and breathed upon them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, receive my peace as a gift, as a present. I wonder, with so many people struggling for breath, that I need to take a moment to feel the gift of lungs that can breathe and to allow the quietness and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to come and to give me new life and new perspective. And as I look at others, may I see them differently too. And out of this peace and out of his presence will come not only an understanding that he has a plan, but also will come purpose. What is that plan? What is that purpose that he has for my life? And what do I choose? For what will I leave behind me as a mark of my life? What will I be remembered for? What will you be remembered for? For sooner or later I must leave this life. Perhaps sooner rather than later. And when I do, what will have been my purpose? The purpose of my life. Will I be known for kindness? Will you be known for gentleness? Will you be remembered for the letters that you wrote? Kept in a shoebox somewhere because they were precious to the people that received them the phone calls that you made, or your financial generosity to those around you. I've been so impressed with phone calls to the Sandy All In Together, with people saying I've got a, a, a delivery from Tesco's that I don't need. Would somebody like that slot? Or I've been delivered food parcels. Can you pass them on to somebody else? I don't need them. Or I've got some flour, or I've got some toilet paper. <laughs> and this sharing together this generosity that is growing. It's a lovely thing to see. And it's part of God's plan and purpose. And it comes and brings peace. In the face of 5,000 people, two little fish and three or five little loaves, they didn't seem an awful lot to the little boy. And Peter hardly wanted to trouble Jesus with it. But when the little boy gave his five loaves and two fish to Jesus, in the hands of Jesus, they were enough. And what little you have, if you offer it to him, you will discover that in his hands, it will be enough. And the Holy Spirit comes and brings power to act, to choose, to do something different. A small action. Ask God what you can do to make a difference to your life, to the lives of others around you. Captain Tom 
made a decision to walk around his garden a hundred times before his hundredth birthday to raise a hundred pounds for the NHS. <laughs> and before his hundredth birthday was up, 30 million pounds has been raised for the NHS. Remarkable. One small step, but accompanied by other people. That it, it became not just him, but all of them in it together. We realized that he could not do it alone. He was just a little grain of sand in the pearl. I wonder if you also could be a grain of sand in the pearl. Mark and Kevin starting the Sandy All In It Together group. Remarkable little grain of sand getting together some others and others joining in and a thousand people on the Facebook page. Sometimes I feel like an insignificant speck of sand in this world. But I guess I would rather be remembered as a speck of sand in the oyster than the speck of sand in the sandwich. <laughs> it just grates on everybody's teeth. And so, may the Lord bless you. May you know his presence, which brings his peace, which helps you to understand his plan and purpose, and receiving the Holy Spirit as you take time to breathe. May the breath of God fill you with strength and hope. I finish with these words that now perhaps are beginning to settle in our minds from Romans chapter 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you might overflow with hope to others through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you in the week to come. Amen.